0: Hello, and welcome to the Recap by Dive Collective. Over the next few minutes, we're going to hit the highlights of the last week's reading from our reading plan. Annika and I, and sometimes Kelly, are excited to invite you along as we read through the Bible together. You can find our reading plan at divecollective.org. It's a free download when you sign up for our newsletter. We know some love the accountability of a checklist, while others thrive from the freedom to join in whenever your schedule allows. The Recap is intended to meet all of those needs. So whichever category you fit into, just know we're excited to have you here with us today. Welcome back to the recap. We are on the May 22nd episode. We are
1: covering numbers. You want to list them all out?
0: No, just the
1: numbers, like what chapters of the books? Numbers 25 through 31, Psalm 68 through 76 and Isaiah 15 through 23. This week week felt like a lot of information.
0: Yeah, this will be an interesting recap. Every time I say that, though, it ends up being great. Did you see Balaam popped up again? Yes! I totally did. (laughs) Yes.
1: Which is interesting. Okay, so after our conversation last week, I Googled it a little bit because all of our books are still packed, but I...
0: Oh, so you already knew? No, after... Well, I didn't know that he was going to pop back up. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that we were going to find out who he was. I mean, it, like we just, we find out no, exactly well, who he was. But
1: this is, yeah, but there still is a lot of conversation about who Balaam was.
0: We actually will have to talk about that. I definitely looked back and I saw why he died, mm-hmm. but it doesn't show, I didn't see that in the story. I didn't look super hard, but I went back to look and see where it shows that he was the one responsible for or the incident. sins that led to the plagues. It doesn't say that. In the passage in this, about the plagues. Right. Until yes. later when it's time for him to die. Yes. So I thought to myself, I was like, D- I feel like this is I missed something. Time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Me too. But I saw that, like, I found the incident, which is right after Balaam's oracles. Like, after all of that, it says Balaam went back home. And then there's that whole incident, which is what he ends up being put to death for later on.
0: Right. But you don't see him right. in that incident. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it looks like it's clear that he's a Midianite. Yeah, that passage. So, I googled
1: it a while ago, last week, and I, okay. I in one ear, out the other. I'm not good at yeah. remembering, and I didn't like, dig super deep. I just glanced through a couple of things. I was like, oh, so we're not the only people who wonder who, what Balaam's background is. Right. But you're right. He's a Midianite. That's what it said in what right. chapter was it? Ed? It's
0: um, the last chapter.
1: It's tomorrow's. 31. Yeah. Yes. Balaam son of Beor. Does it specifically say that he's a Midianite?
0: Not in the original one. In this one, it does because he's punishing. It's talking, it's talking about
1: he's included with the Midianites and all right. of that.
0: So in the process of attacking Midian, they also killed Balaam, son of Beor, right. with the sword. Because it says it was under Balaam's direction in verse yep. somewhere between 13 and Later 18.
1: on. At Balaam's advice, incited the Israelites to unfaithfulness against the Lord in the Pure incident. So the plague came against the Lord's community. The skimming that I did on Google, the conversation was kind of like what we talked about last week. Was he God's prophet or was he? Because remember, last week we talked about how I noticed that from the get go, he said he was going to have to say what the Lord told him to say. Right. And so that was, I think, what the conversation was kind of surrounding when I was looking it up. There's, differing opinions on whose side he was on, basically.
0: I just wanted to take a quick break and let you know, if you're enjoying our reading plan, but you're looking to dive deeper into the text using the Bible as your source, you'll love our dive studies. Our first study is the book of Galatians. We'll dive deep into one chapter per week. You'll have the option to participate in live online video discussions with Annika and I and the rest of the Bible study group, or simply follow along in the discussion in our Facebook groups. Our next studies begin May 12th, so be sure to sign up at divecollective.org before we start. And hopefully, we'll see you soon. Okay, so if we, starting in chapter 25, where God speaks to Moses, Phineas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, has stopped my anger against the people of Israel because he was as zealous for my honor as I myself am. I didn't kill all the people of Israel in my zeal. So tell him that I am making a covenant of peace with him. He and his descendants are joined in a covenant of eternal priesthood because he was zealous for his God and made atonement for the people of Israel. That made me think of Paul, the way that it must have pleased God for Paul to be so zealous for the gospel. It just struck me the way that God said that he was as zealous for my honor as I myself am.
1: That's what I was just gonna ask. I love you to that repeat. line. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. What does it say in yours?
1: Phineas has turned back my my wrath from the Israelites because he was zealous among them with my zeal.
0: Same idea,
1: but mm-hmm. that is really yeah. clear.
0: So that was the first thing that I underlined from the mm-hmm. Numbers passages. The covenant of peace, too. I like that. Doesn't it make you kind of wonder, so who of Phineas' descendants right now are living out oh, the I promise of saying. priesthood? Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Because it says forever. So it's happening yeah. right now. It just makes me wonder what that looks like what how his promise is being fulfilled right now because we know that it is yeah it's all those things that we'll see one day what that looks yep. like
1: yeah interesting
0: the other thing i wanted to do in this section of numbers
1: there were a chapter that listed all of the offerings again yeah and i was like I feel like I've read this before. Exactly. Why was it repeated? Why was it repeated? Like this is specifically for more, this is festivals.
0: He's preparing to hand down his, he's preparing to die. So Right. Yep. So just like a reminder maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I was
1: thinking, I wonder who the priests were that were in charge of just keeping track of all of that because there are daily sacrifices. There are specific festival sacrifices. I mean, there's. It's just so much. I think it's that's so as much. as I was reading through that again, that's what I was reminded of. It's just so much to keep track of. Once you start doing it, I'm sure it became in a sense, second nature to them. They remembered those things, especially the priests. But for me to read it, it's like overwhelming.
0: Those things that become second nature, then lose their power.
1: But exactly. The in, yeah. The entire
0: purpose of it being something that they were doing so often was to remind them again and Should again, be a and constant again reminder, yeah, of who God was and what he did. So it's kind of funny how those two things almost work <clears throat> against almost each other. cancel
1: each other out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In chapter 27, I just love that the girls came to Moses and were like, "Let us inherit yeah. our father's stuff." That just um I really liked that. Mhm. What else from numbers? (laughs) I literally wrote Midianite with an exclamation point next to it in chapter 31. Where Balaam came up again, it was almost like, oh, thanks God, that's fun. Yep, yep. (laughs) And then vows. The vows chapter actually sparked a weekly truth post that I wrote a rough draft for this morning. It brought me back to that, the vow that I made foolishly in like a moment of... The coffee? Yeah, my vow to give up coffee forever and ever. I, I mean, I'll write about it, so I don't want to give away all of it right now. But how Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, is where I kind of finally came to a place where I was like, Lord, this was really dumb, and I hate it. <laughs> and I'm not supposed yeah. to hate it, so would you release me from it? And then he, like, yeah, really, literally within a short amount of time, brought me to that passage. And Jesus is addressing this particular chapter in the Sermon on the Mount when he says, you have heard it said, when you make an oath, something, something, something. So Like, it's about this law. And then he says, but what I say is let your yes be yes and your no be no, yeah. you can't control anything about tomorrow. He's saying, I'm the only one capable of making promises in this relationship between you and me. Like, let me make the promises and you mm-hmm. just do what you say you're gonna do and carry on. Like he meant to bring freedom from the law. I just love that he's not negating the law. I actually lived that the law was meant to show me how incapable I right. am. Right, there was
1: a purpose for it, right? Yeah.
0: And so in Christ, he came to give us that freedom and that joy. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. That was just and kind of- now you
1: have the fanciest coffee
0: maker around. <laughs> yes, I do. And I thank you for it every morning when I'm and having it's my coffee. it's <laughs> amazing. Yes. yes. Yes, yes. So that was a really cool. Um, yeah. That it, it sparked uh, a neat thought that I want to share. So mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool.
1: Yeah, that is cool.
0: Do you have anything else from Numbers? This might be a quick. Don't
1: that I yeah I I did I did not feel like there was any like big ta-da moments. Well, not a big. There was one that I thought was pretty cool later on, but there were a couple, mostly in Psalms, I think.
0: Okay. But nothing well, else from Numbers. When I do my reading, I jump from Numbers to Isaiah and then to Psalms. Mm-hmm. I kind of save <laughs> Psalms like the dessert. So what do you want to do next? Do you want to go to Isaiah or do you want to go to Psalms? I'm good either way. I, I actually considered doing that the other day, like skipping
1: and going to Isaiah, but I feel like there have been so many ties from numbers to Psalms and Isaiah. Isaiah to Psalms that I'm like, well, if I read it in the middle, then I won't miss anything. Like that's, so I do numbers. I do it. I do numbers, then Psalms, then Isaiah
0: but okay. I don't we can
1: totally skip to Isaiah.
0: I don't. Well, if you have connections that you ha- that you want to bring to Well, I don't. See, I say
1: that, but I don't think it was necessarily okay. connected from one book. This week it was other kinds of
0: connections. Okay. Well, Isaiah, the connection that I got between numbers and Isaiah was one of our collective members in the discussion um, basically asked what the festival of trumpets was. If anybody knew about it, and of course, Melissa wrote out this fantastic mm-hmm. <laughs> Just beautiful explanation of the festival of trumpets but i had noticed that in isaiah it actually talks about there's a prophecy about a trumpet here it is chapter 18 verse verse 3 everybody everywhere all earth dwellers when you see a flag flying on the mountain look when you hear the trumpet blown listen and that immediately made me think of revelation trumpets there'll be trumpets seven trumpets Mm -hmm. yeah i think so yeah it'll be blown in revelation then it brought me back to that whole idea trumpets the trumpets that he's talking about in numbers the trumpet of the festival of trumpets this trumpet being blown as a prophecy which again we were talking about how prophecies are for then when it was being written for us right now and for what's to come and just thinking about how those three are all related they're all in the mm-hmm. same have similar meanings for judgment it's that it's like what comes right before yeah. the judgment
1: yeah there is definitely a lot of judgment in isaiah <laughs> This is where I wanted the chart. So there's judgment against all these different nations. Yes. And I think this is me being clueless about Isaiah. Some of this is stuff that has already happened. Like you were just saying, some of this is stuff still to come. And so I want a
0: big chart that shows (laughs) me
1: like all the connections and all the ones that have been fulfilled and all the ones that I haven't yet. That's what I want for Isaiah. It would be
0: fun to do a theology class on Isaiah. Mm -hmm. That would be really fun. Just for the sake of sharing, I just really love the wording again of the message Um, in verses in chapter 20, verses 11 through 12. A message concerning Edom. A voice calls to me from the Sierra Mountains in Edom. Night watchman, how long till daybreak? How long will this night last? The night watchman calls back. Morning's coming, but for now it's still Mm -hmm. night. If you ask me again, I'll give the same answer. Yeah. Sometimes darkness lasts a long time. Mm Mm-hmm but the promise of morning is always there morning's coming. But for now it's still night. If you ask me again, I'll give the same answer. Just makes me think of some of those long seasons of darkness Mm -hmm. where you knew morning was coming, but it was like, just gonna sit here and wait, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Why, what do you have in chapter 22 verse eight through 11? I was just
1: looking at that,
0: like literally
1: just looking at it.
0: What does your version say? You want me to read it all, eight through eleven? Well, mostly I'm actually. So day is capitalized in the very first line. You assessed your defenses that day, and I'm wondering why it okay, is capitalized. So, well,
1: I wonder if it's talking about like the judgment day. Mine is not. Mine does not have day capitalized, but it. You looked. On that day, you looked to the weapons in the House of the Forest. House and forest are capitalized, and I've never seen that before, so I don't know what that is. It must have been a place in Jerusalem, because this is a pronouncement against Jerusalem, so it must have been a place within the city of Jerusalem. Okay. It sounds happy. This is why I was looking at it. On that day, the Lord God of armies called for weeping, for wailing, for shaven heads and for the wearing of sackcloth. But look, joy and gladness, butchering of cattle, slaughtering of sheep and goats, eating of meat and drinking of wine. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. The Lord mm-hmm. of armies has directly revealed to me this iniquity will not be wiped out for you people as long as you live. There were a couple things that I thought of Ecclesiastes this week. There was another one in Psalms, but that whole mm. like why does why do the evil prosper kind of and it's like, like these people are ignoring like it's judgment day or whatever's happening and they're just like
0: whatever we're gonna be happy anyway i feel like the entire point of this whole passage rests in verse 11 i'm guessing is what it would be in yours You looked and looked and looked, but you never looked to him who gave you the city. Never once consulted the one who has long had plans for the city. It's all surrounding that one verse, which is saying like, yeah, I made the city and you're looking you're making these plans and you're trying to solve all these problems and you're doing, building your defenses and you're doing all these things, but you never even consulted me and what my plan was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coming from numbers the entire point of all of these things that they all of these festivals and all of these sacrifices that they're keeping is to remind them of what he did in exodus and what he's going to be doing where he's going to bring them into the promised land and each and every Mm -hmm. battle that they fought they only won because he told he gave them the plan you know marching around jericho seven times makes zero sense but that was god's plan and he's saying if you would consulted me like you're doing all of this work and you never even consulted me on how i would have done it yeah which Like, you know, if anybody should know, you should know that when you consult me, I have a plan. Right. That I'm on your
1: side. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that I'll make a way. I make ways. That's what I do. It's my job. Mm -hmm. I make a way.
1: Yeah.
0: For some reason, this, I thought I really, um, I think resonate is a really good word for it. Like Isaiah's grief resonated in me for my own nation and for my own, my own people and for my own world because this is Isaiah, this is, this is God's word, but it's brought by Isaiah who is feeling it Mm -hmm. all. Like he's feeling this deep verses four through eight, I think is where it happened in the midst of the shouting. I said, let me alone. Let me grieve by myself. Don't tell me it's going to be all right. These people are doomed. It's not all right for the master God of angel armies is bringing a day noisy with mobs of people. And I could be wrong, but I'm reading that as though this is what Isaiah is saying. This is Isaiah saying what he's feeling. Like, it's not going to be all right. You guys, this is really, really bad. Like this is really bad. What's coming. And, um, oh, that just deep grief for his people that he knows what's coming. It started to resonate in me with like, just the people around me, like the grief for those yeah. who don't know, those who don't consult yeah. God, those who don't know that he is a way maker and that we're looking around, like all just the foolish talk on <laughs> Facebook, you know, like it's just so, so much. much. Oh, let's go to Psalms. It's a happy
1: place. (laughs) A happy place. Where did we start? 60? 68. Did you notice that this week we got to read that one of my favorites, God's Presence is My Good? That was in there this week.
0: (laughs) I have all of 73 underlined. I have hardly anything else underlined in my entire, um, in all of my reading in Psalms, but 73 is where like my pen took off. Mm -hmm. Can I read it in the message? It's just yeah. so neat. It says no doubt about it. God is good. Good. Good to good people, good to the good hearted, but I nearly missed it. I missed seeing his goodness. I was looking the other way, looking up to the people at the top, envying the wicked who have it made, who have nothing to worry about, not a care in the whole wide world. Pretentious with arrogance, they wear the latest fashions and violence, pampered and overfed, decked out in silk bows of silliness, they jeer, using words to kill. They bully their way with words. They're full of hot air, mouths, disturbing the peace. People actually listen to them. Can you believe it? Like thirsty puppies, they lap up their words. What's going on here? Is God out to lunch? Nobody's tending the store. Though we could get by with everything, they have it made, piling up riches. I've been stupid to play by the rules. What has it gotten me? A long run of bad luck, that's what. A slap in the face every time I walk out the door. If I'd have given in and talked like this, I would have betrayed your dear children. Still, when I tried to figure it out, all I got was splitting headache until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I saw the whole picture, the slippery road you've put them on with a final crash and a ditch of delusions in the blink of an eye disaster, a blind curve in the dark and a nightmare. We wake up and rub our eyes, nothing. There's nothing to them and there never was. When I was beleaguered and bitter, totally consumed by envy, I was totally ignorant, a dumb ox in your very presence. I'm still in your presence, but you would take in my hand, you wisely and tenderly lead me, and then you bless me. You're all I want in heaven. You're all I want on earth. When my skin sags and my bones get brittle, God is my rock firm and faithful. Look, those who left you are falling apart. Deserters, they'll never be heard from again. But I'm in the very presence of God. Oh, how refreshing it is. I've made Lord God my home. God, I'm telling the whole wide world what you do. It's so good. It makes me think of hiding in him. And he is being so honest. It's like I was there. Like I was going down that road. I was all in with it before I realized, Mm -hmm. thank God. Like, thank God you brought me into your presence and as Mm -hmm. a dumb ox. And yet by your wise hand, you feed me like so honest. What thought story? of: The last portion, 25 oh, through
1: 28?: Who do I have in heaven but you, and I desire nothing on earth but you? My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Those far from you will certainly perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. but as for me, God's presence is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge, so I can tell about all you do.: mm. There was another time in our reading fairly recently, and it would take me a while to find it. That phrase at the end, I've made the Lord God my refuge so I can tell about all that you do. When we find our hiding place in God or when he is our rock, the reason is to turn back the glory on God. I've made the Lord my refuge so that I can tell about all you do. So like even in those things that the way that God keeps us and protects us and comforts us, That's still all for his glory Yeah, in the end. It just brings him more glory. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
1: So in the next Psalm, in Psalm 74, this is one of those things where I'm like, I wonder if I'm drawing like the wrong parallel, but this is where my head went. In verses like the end of nine through 11, he says, none of us knows how long this will last. God, how long will the enemy mock? Will the foe insult your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand? Stretch out your hand and destroy them." Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like, it's because of grace. And I immediately went in my head to that verse and I had to find it. It's in Second Peter where God it says, God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God's allowing this to go on because his heart is for all to come to repentance.
0: If you enjoyed this discussion and maybe you're wondering how to get more highlights out of your own scripture reading, you might be interested in joining our in-depth dive studies where we model our process of inductive Bible study. You can find out more at divecollective.org under the studies tab. And we will see you next week.